Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hiya folks, you're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 150 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on October 23rd, 2017. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined as always by my good buddy, Peter Mann. Hey Kevin. Hey Pete, 150. Wow, hard to believe. I know, the big 150. This is going to be, uh, well, you know what, it's going to be a stinker of a show today. Yeah, that's how you put it. Uh, So, uh, folks, um, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, and pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. Uh, Sorry, I kind of stole your joke there in the opening. Oh, it's okay. I'm all right with that. Before we went up, I was like, hey, Pete, it's 150 episodes. You're like, yeah, it's going to be a stinker because we're doing the top 10 smells of Walt Disney World tonight. Um, So, yeah. Also... Um, I have to apologize if I seem a little out of it. I'm still recovering from being sick. Just didn't have a great, you know, evening tonight. So I'm still a little woozy and wobbly from that. But we will soldier on 150 episodes. Um, so who knows what Kevin's going to say tonight? Yeah, it, you might catch some random <laughs> ridiculousness tonight, folks. Uh, okay, so, um, I mean, wow. I'm like thinking back to episode one. We were like sitting there bundled up in coats in your old comic book store, like yep. wondering if anybody was ever going to listen to it. Now here we are 150 episodes later. It's just craziness. I know. I know. I'm very, very happy that, um, you know, that we managed to get this far. Absolutely. Yeah. I got, I must give you a compliment today. Your beard game is very strong right now. Oh, it's crazy, right? I yeah, actually trimmed like, it up a little bit. It's today like too. super long. Like it's Santa Claus length at this point. Yeah. You know, it's weird. Um, I typically don't have a beard when I go to Disney. So does that mean you're growing it out until right before the trip and then it's going down? No, you know, I think I might actually go with it like this time. Wow. And when we started the show, you had the long beard and the long hair. Like you were like yeah. full blown mountain man back then. Yeah. So every once in a while I just let it go. I, my wife, well, she's like, you know, never going to let me grow my hair out ever again. Right. So, you know, but the beard she likes. So somehow oh, well, this works. That's good. That's really good. Well, yep. so, folks, um, welcome back to the show. We are happy to be here. We we got a string of two in, two in a row, two weeks in a row. So we're happy. Yeah, about that. you're doing it, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. We are going to commit going forward to at least uh, three episodes a month, um, <laughs> leaving <laughs> leaving <laughs> leaving time for it. leaving time for at least uh, one off week a month, just because things are a little hectic down here. Uh, but you know what? The show's too important to both of us to ever truly let it slide like the way we did. So, you know, we apologize for the for that. And but we are back and we are raring to go. So, are you ready for a week of Disney news? I love the news, yeah, folks. The news this week is brought to you as always by our good friend and sponsor Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation at no additional cost to you. Dave Weikert also planning Universal Orlando vacations. Uh, okay, so hopping into the news, we got some worldwide news. We actually got some news from the other side of the country going on. Oh, okay. We got some Disneyland news. I like Disneyland. Uh, yeah, so Disneyland has canceled all of its Run Disney events for 2018. I saw this. Yeah, so they're saying it's due to the increased uh, construction 
Right. Because it's not like they're a Walt Disney World where they have like all these like miles of highway that they can just close down at random. They have right. to pretty much run through the parks. So, you know, with everything going on with Star Wars Land and all the expansions that they're doing over there, they kind of have to close it all down. And this includes the coast to coast challenges uh, that are that have been going down for um, Disney, Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Where, like you do. It's like a special medal you get if you do both a race at right. Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Like there are Star Wars ones. So the Kessel Run is uh, not happening, which it's a shame that that's a Disneyland one because I feel like it's too close to my name for me to not do it. You would not do that. I would. If, if listen, if there was a Kessel Run in in Florida, I'd do it. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'd I'd probably get like <laughs> scooped up by the people that come behind you for like you're not continuing up to a 16 minute mile, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you were looking for race bibs in in Disneyland next year, you are out of luck. So. Uh, f- so you now for another reason to get an annual pass, uh, anyone buying or renewing an annual pass uh, currently gets a free Orlando Magic player jersey. I really like that. I like that too. I'm actually a little upset that I had to renew my annual pass two months ago, and now I don't get the jersey. Because then for for just and this is like a really good deal because for just twenty bucks you can have your jersey personalized. But now let me ask you a question. I had heard that you ha- you could do it if you went to one of the games. They have a booth there. Is that now anywhere? I think it's, what I read today was that you can get it just for purchasing or renewing your annual pass, so you don't have to actually hmm. go to a game. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, well, it's part of Disney's big, um, you know, promotion they have going on with the Orlando Magic. Yep, I like. That. I, I I'm half tempted to get a Magic jersey just because I love the Disney patch on. I you know, and I work over, um, I work over by the Amway Center, which is where the Magic play, and right. so like every time I, when I drive by on the big like LED screen they have outside, sometimes there's a huge uh, Walt Disney World pass holder like logo that they flash on the oh, screen. Cool. So it's pretty neat. Uh, Disney Springs news. Uh, speaking of new things coming and, and big LED lights, uh, Disney Quest is being demolished. It's in the so, process of so being... So sad for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, why for me? Uh, you were probably the most adamant about Disney Quest of any human being I know. I'm not saying you were really into it. I was about to say, I people... wasn't into it at all. No, most people genuinely didn't care. Oh, You I cared did... a little bit. Yeah, there was a little... like. I, I had a fond memory of playing the Magic Carpet VR game when I was, like, 12. Right. But, uh, but here's the thing. Like, it's like you know, like, when you go... I mean, you might not know this, but, like, when you take a bus to Disney Springs, even, you get, like, that Disney Springs skyline as you, like, drive up. Okay. And, you know, it's, like, Cirque du Soleil and, and Disney Quest. And now Disney Quest, like, I was, I was Uber driving over the weekend, and um, I was dropping off um, somebody at the Springs, and I noticed the demolition. And it's like literally like a giant swath carved out of like Disney Quest is a half demolished building right now. Like it's disgusting looking. And she was just like, ew, what's that? And I'm just like, oh, yeah, they're doing a thing there. Um, now, what is Disney? What is um, that becoming? That's NBA that, experience. The NBA experience. It's the next thing. Concept art and opening details for the NBA experience have been released. This is what I meant by a giant LED screen, because on the outside, there is a giant LED screen in which um, I thought know, it looked great. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. It's inspired by modern arena um, design architecture. Um, right. And it's inside will have interactive games and competitions, immersive experiences, a retail store. And an attached NBA restaurant. Hmm. This is set to 
excuse me, this is set to open summer of 2019. I'm excited about that. I am too. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, probably, I'm not at all. I know I'm, I'm like the only person in my family that would care, so we're probably never going to go. <laughs> I don't but... know. I don't know why I said I am too because I really don't care about it at all. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm actually excited about. It. No, I eh, maybe it was the NHL experience, but you know uh, that would be um, in Disney Disney they, World Canada. They want people to go to this. So. Oh, could you imagine Disney World Canada? Yeah, it'd be awesome. That'd be amazing. Oh my god, I would totally move there for that. <laughs> like right in the heart of Alberta, where it snows all the time. Any excuse to move to Canada. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it, the only thing keeping me here is that Disney's right here. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> excuse me, no resort, water park, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, or Animal Kingdom news this week. Wow. Though I will say um, something we missed while we were on sabbatical, the um, or on hiatus, I, I should say, the there was uh, a couple of new births at Animal Kingdom. There were new tiger cubs born. I saw that. Very cool. And a new baby giraffe. Also cool. I'm waiting for a baby hippo because they're the best. Why are they the best? They're just adorable looking. Little baby hippos. I love it. Okay. You weren't following. No, of course you weren't. But a lot of people were following the exploits of uh, baby Fiona, the baby hippopotamus from, um, it was some zoo like out in the Midwest. She was adorable, and like America fell in love with her. Oh, so, well, baby animals are awesome. They are, know? even when they're heartless killing machines like hippopotamus. Not the Disney ones. No, they wear tutus and dance around. Uh, don't ever expect to see the, the. Don't ever try to get the hippos at Animal Kingdom to wear a tutu. It might be hazardous to your health. Yeah, that might not be a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe the hippos at the Jungle Cruise. I can see that. Yeah. You know what really bugs me about like the hippos of the Jungle Cruise and the elephant? There's like this one, there's always one spot on them that the water like doesn't touch, like when they submerge. Right. <laughs> right. And that area is always just bone dry. And I'm always just like, I just want to splash it. Like, just like the, mm. the, the OCD in me just goes crazy. I was just going to say, with the OCD there? Just this one dry spot on this animatronic that everything else is wet. And I'm just like, no. So. I wonder why a, that is. Welcome for, to a little glimpse inside my mind. It was scary. Um, so in Hollywood Studios news, we have a slew of this. Walls are now up near what is going to be the entrance to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Okay. It's going to be at the end of the Grand Avenue, which was you formerly Streets of America. Okay. Hmm. So they've got walls up. There's going to be like a bit. There's already like an archway there that they're building. It looks pretty neat. I wonder what that transition's going to be like. Like going from like old timey Hollywood, like uh -huh. right into like boom Star Wars. Right. Yeah, it's going to be pretty ridiculous, I would assume. Um, the last Jedi update to Star Tours is coming November seventeenth. I was a little bummed out right after I leave. Uh, I know that's that's the worst. The um, where are you in Countdown? By the way, you're like. Ah, uh, great question. 12 days? 12 days, Peter. 11? Wow. Might be 11. Not sure. Uh, well, so the last Jedi update is coming. It's a new sequence that will be playing for all Star Tours experiences. If it's anything like the Jakku one, it'll be around for a while. Um, right. Jakku's gone into regular rotation in Star Tours, but it's um, it's not, um, you don't get it every time now. But you did for like a year until Rogue yeah, One came when out. Well, I remember we went when it was still, like, you know, mandatory. Yeah. Like, you got it every time. So uh, this is coming to both coasts, both Disney, Walt Disney World and Disneyland on November 17th, and it is the Planet of Crate, 
which is in the um in the 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 trailer that's where they're like flying the things and it's all red coming out behind yep. them. Uh any ideas on who you think it's going to is going to be like the person that's like Star Tours, what are you doing here? I I'm assuming Poe Dameron. Um I mean I hope it's Poe Dameron. Imagine if it was someone like really random like like um Bail Organa. You know that one dude who's like in he's like JJ Abrams' buddy. Oh, um, Greg Grunberg. You know I don't like him. I don't either. I'm sure he's a wonderful person. I, but it I, bothers me that he's in Star Wars and has speaking roles. Yeah, and so, Star you know Trek. What? what would probably make it worse for me? Oh, he'll be on a Disney ride. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine? Um, and I could see it happening, too. Yeah, yeah, totally. totally. I remember I remember you voicing your displeasure about Greg Grunberg in private. He's not a fan. I'm so sorry. I remember the the terminology that you used, which I won't which I won't share here. But <laughs> it's still to to this day, like when I reference Greg Grunberg, I call him what you called him. Oh, it, that's so it was funny. really funny. Uh, yeah, he gets everything that like, just for being JJ's friend. Like he he got this like geek show with Kevin Smith and stuff. Like he just gets it all because he's friends with JJ Abrams. And it, it's irritating. by the way, nothing wrong with that. I like hooking my friends up too. It was the speaking role part that bothered me. Oh, the fact that he like has like that he's like you know one of the X wing pilots. You know, when I saw him in uh, Force Awakens, I was like, oh, he's gonna you know he's not gonna make it. Uh huh. Right. He's like, yeah, nice. yeah. I thought he was gonna go the oh, way of Porkins. Cool. Oh no, that guy totally makes it. Yeah, no, he's and he'll be there for all three. You mark my yep. words. Uh, he's gonna be the one carry over to episodes ten, eleven, and twelve. Yep, this guy made it. It's, it's the Greg Grunberg story. The uh, the Star Wars episode ten, the last Grunberg. He's the wedge of a next generation. He is, and you know what? That's what I was scared of when I saw him pop up. I'm like, no, he's gonna be wedge. Why couldn't he be Biggs? Yeah, right. Or Porkins. Right. Uh Porkins. Well, he hardly knew ye. I feel like I do know Porkins though. Like I feel yeah, like Yeah, everyone loves know. Porkins. Oh god, Porkins is the best. Yeah. Um so okay, two permits have just been filed for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh they are expected to be the Battle Escape attraction, uh which is a huge building that they're building right now. And now the interesting thing about these permits is that they expire in September of 2019, which makes it, which makes people think that they're that's when Star Wars Land will open, will be sometime around September of 2019. Really? Yeah. Why September? It's going to open in May. Well, no, it's going to open in Disneyland in May. Oh, it's not going to open here in May? Probably not. Disneyland started long before Walt Disney World. Hmm. I could see it being a six month gap between the two. You think that they got the permit up until. The time they're going to open. So that's if anything's I mean, delayed, that's typically the way they do it, isn't it? Or maybe, well, maybe it'll be during, maybe it'll be in the middle of summer. Maybe it'll be Fourth of July. Maybe it'll, you know. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Echo Lake has been drained in Disney's Hollywood Studios to make way for the Christmas tree that's going to be the centerpiece of the Hollywood Studios um, Christmas celebration. Okay, that sounds cool. Yep. Uh, so the cables are being laid in the bottom of the lake, uh, leading into the center island, which is where the tree will be. There's also exterior re- refurbishments being done in Minibill's Dockside Diner. Um, now, also, Sunset Boulevard is gearing up for the Christmas season with their new show, Sunset Season's Greetings. Remember the projection show on the Tower of Terror that we thought was ill-advised? Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> so, two videos. No interest in? Yes, two large video screens have now gone up, one next to the, um, the Sunset Market, and another next to the Tower of Terror over by the Phantasmic entrance. Um, okay. 
snow machines have been placed both on the ground and on roofs uh, along Sunset Boulevard. And um, new billboards have gone up, one of which is for Par- Paradise Pier in California Adventure. Huh. Interesting, right? I wonder why. That's yeah. weird. New projection platforms have also been put in place, as well as uh, Christmas lights being strung in the bushes. That sounds cute. Yeah, so they are gearing up Hollywood Studios. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas in Disney's Hollywood Studios. Nice. Yep. Uh, and ho- well, it's going to be looking a lot like Christmas probably in about a week everywhere. So I like little, that. I, yeah, a little more than a week. I want some uh, Christmas feeling when I go there. Uh, yep, totally. And you'll get it. You will totally get it. Um, Epcot might not be Christmas out for you, though. That's okay. Because isn't food and wine still going on? Yeah. So... All right. Well, that's the news this week. Not a ton of news, but some but some decent news. Agreed. All right, folks. So we are going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to hear from our sponsors and the rest of the White Dragon Podcast Network, and then we'll be back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. You got to pack everything up. You got to figure out where you're eating. You got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier? Makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford based business here in. 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave you're likely to pay less and get more and what's better than that Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney Cruise Line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, 
I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. Hey, WDPN listeners, this is Allie Eibler from the Geek Watchtower. And as you know, we live in the golden age of geek culture. With all the movies, television shows, comic books, video games encompassing the world of geekdom, it can be a real chore to keep up with all of it. Well, here on the White Dragon Podcast Network, we have a little something called the Geek Watchtower. Kevin Kessler, Chris Doherty, and I run down the latest geek news items every Friday morning for you. Before we focus on a fandom feature topic of the week, we're talking about everything from Batman to to the Avengers, anime, Doctor Who, Disney, Nintendo, and so much more. So make sure you join Kevin, Chris, and I every Friday morning in the Geek Watchtower, where we monitor all the things that geeks watch. Find it on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and of course, at WhiteDragonPodcastNetwork.com. Hello, I'm Storybook Julius, the White Dragon Podcast Network's resident Canadian and the host of Storybook Radio, a Walt Disney World and Universal Studios podcast appearing every Wednesday here on WDPN. Walt Disney was a storyteller, and well, so am I. Now, I'm not saying that I'm as cool as Walt Disney or anything, but I'm saying that if you're looking for a unique take on the Walt Disney World and Universal Studios theme parks with immersive looks at their stories, backstories, and histories, you've come to the right place. Head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Podomatic to subscribe to and download the Storybook Radio podcast each and every Wednesday. You can also check out www.storybookradio.com for more details and more content. Hi there, this is Monica Pinto from the Mouse in Our House podcast, inviting you to join me here every other Friday for all things Disney from my perspective. Let's face it, with our fast-paced lives in a crazy world, always running from one place to another, from hectic workdays to family responsibilities, from household chores to those never-ending errands, it sometimes seems impossible to survive until your next Disney trip. How to turn that around? Easy, by keeping a little bit of that Disney magic in our everyday lives. So go ahead, sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee and a little something sweet, and let's chat Disney. Join me here on the White Dragon Podcast Network every other Friday where we'll celebrate all the magic, all the fun, all the memories, and even some stuff that's not so magical. But don't worry, a little bit of pixie dust should take care of that. So until then, I hope you remember to keep the mouse in your house.
Folks, Walt Disney World is an entire universe full of sights and tastes and experiences, but it's also a world of, it's a multi-sensory experience. It is a world of smells as well. Have you noticed this, Peter Mandel? Of course. Oh, yes. It's 4D. Yep, it is four, it's a 4D experience, much like Muppet Vision 3D. Um, though you don't smell anything on Muppet Vision 3D. Anyway, I digress. Um, at Walt Disney World, there are so many iconic smells that you just get a whiff and it just kind of takes you back or you think back to a certain experience that you had. It's amazing how smells can just kind of transport you sometimes. And since the beginning of the show, we have wanted to do the top 10 smells of Walt Disney World. And we were always kind of saving it in our back pocket for a special occasion. And what better occasion than the 150th episode of Two Men and the Mouse? And as voted on by you, the Mousers, on our Facebook discussion group. Uh, so we posed the question to you guys, what do you want to see? And that is why this week, our e-ticket attraction of the week, Pete and I are talking about the top 10 smells of Walt Disney World. This was a close one. It came down to uh, the top 10 smells and the top 10 obscure snacks. Oh, both good. Both good. We also had resorts on there, which came in third place. And the one we actually wanted to do, character meals, came in last. Um, are there 10 obscure snacks? That's the question. There, oh, there most certainly are. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, like, there's a whole universe of snacks that you probably don't even know anything about. I, I need to find out in the next 10 days. Yeah. All right. So let's start off as we always do at number 10. I know you're always tempted to start at number one, but we should start at 10. I agree. It's yeah. the right thing to do. So number 10 and number nine are not, like, strictly Disney smells, but in Disney, they just smell better. <laughs> and so number 10 is something you can smell pretty much in every park. That is the smell of buttery popcorn. I always think this is an underrated snack. Oh, so yeah, totally. I mean, we caught a lot of um, chagrin from our listeners for including popcorn as one of the top ten snacks in Walt Disney World, but it definitely is. It's one of the most iconic. Listen, there wouldn't be so much of it if yeah. people didn't love it. I mean, have you ever walked into a Disney park and seen two or three carrot cake cookie stands? No, but they should because it's the second most popular snack in Walt Disney World. Right, but you see popcorn. You do see popcorn everywhere, and you smell popcorn everywhere, which is more... It, of course. It really, like, to the point now where buttery popcorn smell reminds me of two things. New York Comic Con, for some reason, because there's one area of the show floor that always smells like super buttery popcorn. And, um... It also reminds me of Walt Disney World, especially Main Street USA. Right when you walk in, they have that big popcorn stand. Like, yeah, that's a must. When you walk in by City Hall, like you, you smell you smell it real big outside of Beauty and the Beast and Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, I love the my favorite popcorn in all of Disney is at Epcot. Out, right outside of Figment, they have this um, like specialty popcorn stand. It's got like sour cream and chives flavored popcorn. It's got buffalo like buffalo ranch or Buffalo Blue Cheese popcorn, and like a Super Cheddar popcorn. I know Disneyland popcorn's a big thing, right? Yeah, that's a big deal. I mean, they have tons of different flavors That's what I've heard. There. Yeah, so well, I'll have to see that for myself when I eventually go. Uh, so number 10, super buttery, awesome, splendid popcorn. I just use the word splendid. I like it. It's yeah. first. Yeah, it's 150 a, episodes. You've never done that It took before. me 150 episodes to say splendid, and I did it. Uh, <laughs> check that off the list of to-dos. All right, so number nine is a Disney spring smell, and this is something that I that I love, and I always make everybody go into this store, mostly just because of the smell. 
And also because you get a free piece of chocolate when you walk in. And that is the Ghirardelli store. The inside of that store smells like the most amazing chocolate you've ever smelled in your life. And there's no way this is a real smell. It's got to be manufactured. Huh. Really? You think so? 110%. It, it smells too perfect. Mm, now like, I'm intrigued. Like it smells like what I imagine that big room in Willy Wonka's chocolate factory smells like, where like it looks like they're outside and they can eat the mushrooms and like the cream right. and stuff. And he sings pure imagination. Like every time I go in there, like pure imagination runs through my head, which I know should not because it's not a Disney store, a Disney song. But Ghirardelli is not a Disney store; it just happens to be on Disney property. So there you go. Um, right. One thing I always say to people when we go to Disney Springs is, "Hey, you want to go get a free piece of chocolate?" And they're like, "Well, how?" Like they think maybe I have some kind of hookup. I'm like, "No, you just walk into Ghirardelli." Somebody's always given it. Uh, though right now I'm a little upset because the the flavor, it, norm like normal times of the year, it's just plain old milk chocolate caramel and it's wonderful. Okay. Right now it's pumpkin spice caramel and I am not basic and I, so therefore I do not like pumpkin flavored things except for pumpkin pie. Huh. Yeah, it, you know what? I might be disappointed by that also. Yeah, like so you know. Some people I I go with love pumpkin flavored things. So, you know, I happen to not like it. So when, when I go in there with somebody who loves it, they get two because they usually get mine. I am gonna have to stop in there and see what happens. Yeah, you're definitely gonna have to do it. You are doing Springs this trip, right? I am excited about walking around for the first time. Yep, and the Ghirardelli store is right there uh, next to the World of Disney store. Uh, just beyond it. So go to World of Disney and Ice Cream Shop, which is a really, really good ice cream shop. If you go in the winter months, especially around Christmas time, because Santa Claus is usually right outside of Ghirardelli, um, they have a uh, they usually have like a hot chocolate set up outside. Oh, that's cool. I thought they were giving it out for free last year, and I was all excited. <laughs> but then they were like, all right, that's like four bucks. And I'm like, what? Uh. <laughs> I kind of remember that story. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Ghirardelli, the chocolate smell is out of this world. It's, I mean, it's, it's chocolate heaven. It really is. Chocolate. You know, it's so funny how there are so many smells that like, we like that even like, I mean, I granted everyone likes chocolate, but like, you know, like coffee smell, love coffee smell. I don't totally. You don't need chocolate either, do you? Uh, I don't, I like chocolate. Okay. Coffee. I will say as somebody who drinks more than their fair share of, of coffee, I will say that coffee, there's a huge difference between how coffee... Right, I like the smell. The smell of it is wonderful, and it's one of the best smells in the world in the morning. Right. Um, but you know what? Not only would it smell like that that Willy Wonka room, but it would also... Remember the classic Simpsons episode where the Germans are like, oh, yeah, we come from the, the land of chocolate. And Homer no. has like Homer has this land of... Cho- Our listeners are nodding along right now. Homer okay, has the good. land of chocolate dream it smells like what that would smell like it's so powerful the other thing is like i just i don't see how it could be that powerful without being manufactured now i'm intrigued i'm definitely gonna stop in so i'm gonna have to think about go for whether this is pumped in or not all right so number eight comes to us from epcot in the land pavilion we're going over to soren folks we're going over to soren over the world though not soren over california and we're taking a trip over to the fiji islands because that beach smell uh, from Soren over the world is out of this world. Now I know the the smells on Soren around the world are not as widely loved as Soren over California was. That's true. They're just not. I get it. Um, you know, one would argue that the smell of oranges and pine doesn't compare to the smell of dirt being thrown around by elephants. But <laughs> it was an odd choice, wasn't it? 
Uh, it is a little different. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it could have been worse. Um, <laughs> uh, but the uh, the smell at Fiji, like it's so good. I love it. Really, it smells like fresh saltwater air. Really, really awesome, awesome smells. I like that one too. Yeah. So now you haven't experienced it in Walt Disney World yet, right? You've just done it in nope. Disneyland. Yeah, just Disneyland. Interesting. So yeah, are, I'm excited to do it. Well, I mean, do you really think it's gonna be all? It's just gonna be a different ending, right? Yeah, just a different ending. Uh, I didn't even fast pass it to be honest with you. So I'm hoping I can kind of get in on there what, someday. What would you get instead? Um, Frozen, which we've never done. Oh, you've, oh, right. Frozen is new to you. And if I had to choose Test Track or Soren, the winner's you know usually going to be Test Track. Really, I, you're not a Soren dude. Oh right, no, Test I Track's like, like your thing. But I like Test Track. I think it's fun. Okay, whatever you say. Um, I'm gonna try and do all of them. All of them isn't just all the Epcot e-tickets. Yeah, I'm gonna knock them out. I'm sure you can. Um, okay, so moving on from the Fiji Islands, which it I that's like. I always want to just like jump out of the glider and like plunge into that ocean because it looks so beautiful and pristine. Then I remember that A, it's a screen, Peter Mandel. And B, that is the ocean where sharks live. That's right. And I am not going anywhere near that. It's a bad idea. Exactly. Always a bad idea. All right, so number seven, we're going to the Magic Kingdom on Main Street, USA, walking right down the middle of Main Street, USA. Um, I did that like Elvis a little bit. I'm sorry. Uh, outside the confectionery, it smells way too sweet and wonderful. Now, do you think this is real? I know for a fact that it's not. It's not, right? It's but I'm 100% okay with that. Not. Like, it's one of like the ones that, like, that's how this was first kind of outed is people know that they pumped that smell out of the confectionery, which is fine because, you know what, it adds to the theming of the of the land. I mean, yes, it's a sales tactic, but to me, it adds to the theming of the confectionery. I agree with you. That doesn't bother me. No, not one bit. And it doesn't bother me in Ghirardelli either because I like smelling it. Right. <clears throat> Do you typically buy stuff in the confectionery? No. <clears throat> I got to say, there's one thing I always get in the confectionery. What is it? Um, there are these... Well, I love gummies. Like, gummy bears were my favorite thing as a kid. Okay. Not, not the cartoon, but... I mean, yes, the cartoon. I loved that. But I'm talking about, like, the actual candy of gummy bears. Right. Um, they have really... I, you know me. I love goofy gummies. They're wonderful. Um, I don't get the sugar-free ones because apparently, you know, sugar-free gummies are not a good thing. If you, you know, ask Amazon. Um, if those of you that um, have you ever read that? Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Go Google. Um, <laughs> Google sugar-free gummies on uh, uh, and read the Amazon reviews for it because it's it's wonderful. But uh, I actually get the um, they're these Lion King gummies. They used to have gummy like centipedes. Okay. They're Pumbaa and Timon themed, so Pumbaa and Timon are on the are on the bag, and the the centipedes are great because they were like gummy worms, and I like gummy worms, but they have these spiders, like gummy spiders, and it's like Timon on the cover, and they're really really good. I highly recommend them. They're better. You get more gummy out of them than Goofy gummies. Wow, nice. And they're about the same price, I believe. So I highly recommended those spiders. I like. Are they, are they a snack option? Um, I'm sure they are. I've never checked, but I, I can't imagine they're not. Most things in there are a snack option. I'm but trying to keep my eyes out for snack options. I like to um, get a bag of those gummy spiders right before the fireworks. Hmm. Or if I know I'm just going to be hubgrassing for a little bit. Right. It, it is the perfect hubgrass treat. 
So are corn dog nuggets, but we will get there. By the way, didn't make the list, but one thing I would like to point out, I figured I would get like weird looks for this one if it made the list, would be the uh, the smell of Casey's Corner. Why? It just smells like ketchup. Oh, I don't know if that's good. It's wonderful. You walk in there and you just get hit in the face by this ketchup smell. Do we like ketchup smell? We love ketchup smell. Oh, interesting. We love ketchup smell and we love walking outside of Deluxe Burger uh, as you walk towards Blaze Pizza because there is a huge um, smell of meat. I know. You've mentioned that. Yeah, I know. But I need I'm to. Glad the, I'm glad the meat didn't make the list. Actually, uh, ate at Deluxe Burger recently. Again. And? Ha- it's, it's wonderful. Really good. Really good quality burgers and good size and just can't say enough good things about it. And I have one of the milk. Did, you did that instead of getting the Kevin over at the Blase Pizza. Uh, Kev at Blaze Pizza. Yeah, the Kev. Um, right. Well, you know, my my girlfriend gets a little tired of Blaze Pizza occasionally. <laughs> uh, I believe the exact quote was, you are not taking me to Blaze Pizza again. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, alas, there was no blaze. There was no uh, blaze pizza. Though, you know what? <coughs> Excuse me. Not smell related, but um, I will say I made a discovery of a new place recently. When, again, when my girlfriend said no blaze pizza, um, we went to um, Yasake, which okay. is it's like right over by um, like as you would walk toward if you're by like where the dine-in theater is. Um, which is over where the horrible white rappers, um, free daps, uh, like to perform. You walk like past them as fast as you can because they are just the worst. Um, and you, there's like these little kiosks. One is a Wetzel's Pretzels. Um, you, you know, like, they're all like right there in a little circle before you get to the new area kind of thing. Right over towards STK. There's Yasake is um, they have sake and they have like you know sushi and stuff like that. But they have I got a um, an udon noodle bowl. Have you ever had udon noodles? Yeah, of course. Oh, they're really great. They're like big noodles. Um, and you can like look you can pack this thing with as many toppings as you want. So like you can get like onion and sour cream or like shrimp or beef or chicken, like whatever you want. Like and it was under ten bucks. Is that the new Kev? No, no. It was it was just a giant bowl of just like noodles and beef and like every topping I could throw at it. And it was big enough where two people could share it. So I know you're a big fan of you can put whatever you want on it. I'm a big fan of personalization, and I'm a big fan of under ten dollars. Right, those so. are two winners. So let's not deny that. You know, one thing I I wanted to also share with our listeners. Again, we're we're getting off of smells here, but it, this is just a little tip that I like to tell people: when something comes with fries, if you don't want fries, like I never want fries with anything because I'm bariatric center, you know, bariatric surgery patient, and. I can't typically eat fries with a giant burger. So if you order it, like they don't tell you on the menu you can order it without fries. But if you tell them I don't want the fries, typically there's a rather drastic price reduction. Huh. You get I cu- thought you were going to say there was a better option, like you, vegetables. Or- no, no. Like if you just tell them no fries, you can get just the burger and it's, it's a couple bucks cheaper. Huh. I'm not a big fries person either. Yeah. you should. Well, I mean, you're doing meal plans, so it doesn't matter. But still. Okay, moving on from the confectionery, which is just an absolutely one, this wonderful smell. But this next one, uh, number six, I feel like we're going to get some weird looks about. Okay. Uh, so number six, we're going over to Epcot. We're going to the Imagination Pavilion to one of our personal favorite rides. 
it is Journey into Imagination with Figment, and I could tell people are already like, what? And no. No, come on. This is a must. It's not the smell of fear you get from looking at that weird moon head. <laughs> it, is, um, it is the smell of Figment the skunk. Apparently, somebody told me this. I don't know how true it is. It's unconfirmed. But I was told, actually, by none other than uh, my cousin, Skipper Crispy, that uh, it's ma- it's the smell is actually made from coffee. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I don't know how true it is. I've never looked into it. I just kind of believe him because he, you know, he's Skipper Crispy. He knows everything. So, right. you know, he is kind of the sage of Disney. So, uh, but that fi- there's just something about that figment skunk smell. The first time I smelled it, I was like, "What?" And ever since, every- it's just kind of like a fun thing now. Like I never hold my breath. It's not like the 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 Stitch Chili Burp. Right. Which is not I, on this list. I do have a family in here who goes, and they're devastated that they get the skunk smell every time. What, do they actually think that they're <laughs> not going to get it? Yeah. Who who thinks this? <laughs> it's not somebody you know. Oh, okay. But they, they think, um, you know, they, they're upset that they always get the skunk. Well, you know, there's these cherries on there, and there's these lemons, <laughs> but then, like, we never get that. We always get the skunk. Like, well, how, what what horrible luck. It's like the reverse of my luck at Muppet Vision, where Waldo always talks directly to me and not anybody else. Right. Every single time. Since I was a little kid, Pete. Every time. Right to me. I'd be heartbroken if that went away and Waldo was gone forever. It's not going away, ever. It's going to stay right where it is. I said that about Great Movie Ride. Great Movie Ride. We all knew that changes were coming. I wasn't yeah, shocked about Great Movie Ride. Now we've lost Mr. Osborne forever. Yeah, like that was like he lived on through that ride and they just kind of took it away. Like his spirit was like trapped in that ride because he passed away last year. I know. Oh. Well, you know what? He left us to the mercy of, of a gangster or cowboy. That is true. Depending on what experience you get. That is true. Like, he completely left us to to the whims of a madman or woman with a gun. All for some concessions. I think it's time to go to the concession stand. (laughs) Completely left poor Janine, the the driver, to be burned alive in in an old-timey Western saloon. That's not cool. Let's Let's not prop Mr. Osborne up on a pedestal here, as if he's not some monster that left us to our fate. Then comes back later, and he's just like, oh, well, you know, horror movies are this. And I'm like, no, you don't get to just come back, Mr. Osborne, and, and now, like, you know, give us this spiel about movies. You left us to die. For real. You could have gotten, you could have, like, called for help. You could have, like, maybe done anything else. It would have, wouldn't it have been better if, like, when he came back, you could hear him, like, chewing? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's chewing on That'd some milk great. duds. <laughs> like, totally, obviously. Oh, 100%. <laughs> or or Wilson takes over. Oh no! From the safari. Be. Welcome to the movies. While you are watching movies, animals are being killed. Wilson would not take any of that nonsense. That no, they... not at all. <laughs> not at all. He he'd just be like, "This does not matter. What matters is that elephants are being killed for their tusks." And then you go into the, especially when you go into the Tarzan room. Wilson. Oh, Wilson. I'm sorry, Wilson. Uh, all right, so number five, we're in the top five here. So we're, this is one that you have not yet experienced. Um, but I will tell you, you're going to experience it, and you're going to love it. And it's pretty much the uh, entire, the entirety of Flight of Passage. 
I can't wait. Flight of Passage is a sensory experience. It is sounds, it is sights, it is it is touch, it and it is smells. I mean, you smell everything on Flight of Passage. Like from you smell the foliage and the and the sea and the water, and you get spritzed. And the most terrifying shark beast of all time makes an appearance. That sounds cool. Yeah, no, it, it's terrifying, but it is pretty wonderful. I mean, the smells in there. They just did an amazing job of like taking anything you can nitpick about Soren, like maybe oh well the wind's not really hitting us the way it should be, or and they just perfect it too. I just rode Flight of Passage uh, two days ago. Right. I waited uh, like when I got online, it said two hundred minutes. Okay. But it was only about two hours. That's not too bad. No, not for Flight of Passage. Like I said, two hours is kind of my limit. Um, I was willing to do it because my friend Piper was with, with me and she had never done it before and I really wanted her to do it that day and I didn't know like if we went and did something else if it was gonna you know change. Now let me ask a question. So you and Piper are online. Uh, you guys, you guys are like buddies. Yeah. Is there like a quiet time? No, we 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 fill it with conversation pretty much. Like you I have to talk the whole time. Yeah, I mean, well, there's lots of things to like look at and like talk about. Like, there's like okay. different cave drawings when because you're in the cave for like a million years, so there's like all sorts of different things to look at. I wasn't sure how that worked, you know. Do you have? I mean, you're there with like little kids, well, aren't I'm they with talking kids. constantly? Like, yes, and you know, my kids want to talk about you know like things that are going on. But if I was there with Heather, I think we would be able to have like some comfortable silences. I mean, I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm kind of chatty. Right. So, I was thinking more about Piper here. Yeah. Oh, she's chatty, too. My friends are all typically very chatty. Um, So my friend Amanda was very anti, who's very anti-lines. Um, She was, she used to work for Disney. She actually used to be friends with um Maleficent and Goofy and Baloo and Woody and Darth Vader. Okay. Yeah. Friends with. Um, And she, um. Just the tall characters. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny because she's six foot four. So, huh. you know, like it makes sense that, you know, she'd be friends with other tall characters. Right, yeah, I get that. Right. Um, but anyway, the um she was very anti waiting in line. Like, you know, she's a Disney pro, she does this all the time, so she was just like, We're really gonna wait two hours for this. I'm like, trust me, we got all the way through the line, all the way through two hours, we got off and she was just like, Okay, that was a hundred percent worth it. Everyone that I've spoken to that gets off this ride just tells me how worth it it is. Have you ever waited standby for um, Mind Train? Once, actually, with um, Dimitri and Anne from the Extra Magic Hour podcast, uh, we waited and we just like we talked the whole time. Like, it was it wasn't super long; like it was under an hour. Right. I just think that ride's so fast. I feel so terrible for the people who are like, waiting. Yeah. Like real length. I've waited it. standby line. Like when I get there, like first thing in the, I got there first thing in the morning one time and I went right to it and I still waited like a half an hour or 40 minutes or so, but right. that was all standby. Yeah. I, I'll wait 40 minutes for it. That's another one with a queue. There's enough stuff in the queue to like keep my attention. Right. Um, okay. So moving on to number four, number four is probably what probably would have been my number one had this just been a Kevin list, but I know it's not really a thing for you. Um, and that is the lobby at the Polynesian Village Resort. Yeah, you love this. It is so distinct. It, and I'm not the only one that thinks it, I'm sure. Like, you walk into that, I walk into that lobby, it takes me back to my 2003 vacation when I was 18 years old with my mom and dad. And I always thought that the 
smell came from the waterfall and like the little water that like ran through. Apparently right. not because it still smells like that. Huh. Now, I, what do you, do you think this is a pumped in smell? I honestly, I think maybe, I think each resort, kind, I've been noticing lately that each resort kind of has its own distinctive smell. Okay. <laughs> and I think that that's actually done on purpose. So you think each hotel has a pumped in scent? Yeah. Like pop century kind of smells like, like fruit almost. Like what would the contemporary smell like? I don't know. I haven't been there in a while. But there's definitely like it's. It, I don't know. I just I don't know if it's just me or what. But I feel like there is a distinctive smell. Some more than others. The Polynesian has the most distinct of them all. I don't know if okay. it's just that I've stayed there more than any other resort. But I really, really, really enjoy the smell there. Number three, a little blast from the past for you here, Peter Mandel. We're going back to Soren over California, and we're doing a two for one here. We're going the pine smell. And the orange grove smell. You know, this could easily be number one. Easily. I'm actually shocked we didn't make it number one. Well, it's hard. It's not even there anymore, you know? Yeah, I see. yeah we could. We it, had, it's it to hard to current. be like, this is the best smell. It's not even It's the best anymore. smell just from memory because you can't smell it anymore. Um, but, I mean, it was very fantastic. Oh, totally. Totally, totally, totally. You can't compare the smells in in, in Soren over the world to Soren over California. They're just infinitely better. I'm saying Soren over California is infinitely better. You know, on the whole, are people like really into Soren over the world? Honestly, I've heard mixed reactions. I love Soren over the world. I really do. You, you like it more? I mean, I don't know. I kind of can't. I really kind of. I kind of like them the same. I mean, I'm sure you don't. Most people don't, but. Because, I mean, here's the thing. Soren over California was all, like, shot footage. Right. Soren over the world is a lot of CGI. It's just a cartoon. It kind of is, yeah. Like the CGI I polar know. bears. I, I, I mean, I like it. I'm going to go on it. I'm going to wait on a standby line yeah. for it. But it's not, like, it's, I don't know. It's kind of a letdown. I always have the same, like, when you go through, the, like, the Arctic like there's that moment where the polar bears are like playing and they like jump in the water and then all of a sudden like that one that ice wall like melts and you're just like oh those polar bears are dead. Now what's the sequence there? Because it's the polar bears. You start then up the, the avalanche yeah. and then and then the whale. I don't. Is the whale in the Arctic? Isn't it? Oh, if the whale's there. Then those polar bears are definitely dead. And none of it makes sense to me. Like it's just that that one scene right there is so much stuff going Let on. Let me tell you something about orca whales. I'm just like this is this isn't cool. Let me tell you something about killer whales, orca whales. They are nothing more than Oreo sharks. Okay. No, like you have no idea. Like my like as much as I'm afraid of sharks, like I fear killer whales probably more. They're horrifying, Peter Mandel. You can't yeah, even see their eyes. You're probably more likely to get attacked by a shark than... No, because there are no sharks in Orlando, but there are killer whales at SeaWorld. Right, but I mean, if you just generally go in the ocean at the Jersey Shore, killer whales not showing I'm up. not going to the Jersey Shore, though. I'm going to the Florida Shore. Right, but at some point, you might be in the Jersey Shore. Probably never again for the rest of my life. Probably me neither. Yeah. <laughs> Not a very short person. I'm just saying, killer whales are, like, I remember I had a nightmare as a child that, like, I was in, like, uh, the Cranford Municipal Pool, and, like, I was swimming underwater, 
and I looked over and in the wall of the pool there was like a gate opening and two like killer whales were swimming into the pool and then I woke up. And ever okay. since then I've had this like horrific fear of killer whales. Huh. To the point where like when I go to SeaWorld if I'm going to go to the killer whale show which I don't usually do um, I have to sit like far back because like I don't want to get too close. In case the killer whales pick one special audience member. Yeah. Like I get like really weirded out when I look at how deep the tank is. For some reason, okay. like, that really irked. Like, oh, like, even just talking about it, like, really, like, like, ugh. like when you watch Jurassic World, and at the end, that dinosaur, that like mosasaur, like eats the other one and brings it into the water. You're like, that could have been me at the Killer Whale show. Pretty much. Hmm. Pretty much. It, okay. I don't know. There's just something about Killer Whales. I don't like. I couldn't even. I I was uncomfortable watching Free Willy as a kid. Like really? that, that scene where they're like, oh, you've got to just rub. You, he likes it when you rub his tongue and the kid puts his hands inside the killer whale's mouth. I couldn't. I was done right there. You're a lockup Willie guy. Oh, I, no, I was a I was a never go near Willie ever guy. Right. Yeah. Uh, OK, so number two. So number two, I feel like is a lot of people's number one, but we made it number two because I listened to you in this one. I think I'm right about this. So number two is the. Musty water and burning town in Pirates of the Caribbean. It's very cool. It is. Have you been on it since they've added the burning smell? Yeah. They've really like Pirates has such a distinctive smell. And I think it's one of it's it's something that people really enjoy. And, you know, all the dark rides, whether it's Pirates, whether it's Small World, whether it's Splash, they all kind of have that stale, musty water smell, which anywhere else you'd be like, ew, what's that? But at Disney, you're just kind of like, ah, this is wonderful. And this is my friend. Well, I know they they take the proper channels to keep the water clean and stuff. Yeah, but you know, it you just get that stale, musty water smell. Right. And I personally love it. I think it's fantastic. I love every second of it. I do too. And I think the adding the smell of the burning town and pirates just really adds to that whole yoho um, scene at the end there. Definitely, definitely, because the the imagery is so cool that to add another element to it, it's pretty fantastic. A hundred percent agreed. 110 percent agreed um okay so pirates uh being number two that leaves number one and you know i'm gonna let you talk about this one since this was your your thing i think number one's the best um spaceship earth the smell of the brand new made computers in the garages that's not what we're talking about it's not the smell Um, it's not the smell of (laughs) of of steve jobs's bo no it's not (laughs) smell of innovation um smell of oil sheen from foxy uh the burning room smell. Come on, it's it's the like signature smell of Disney World. Everyone knows that. The burning room smell is pretty awesome. It's great. Yeah, it, it's it is pretty great. I because you know what the pirates burning smell. It's like it could be misconstrued as not a burning town, but that room right. like you're like something is on fire when you're in when you're in Spaceship Earth. Right. And you know you're watching Rome burn around you, and you and here's the thing, and here's what I thought when I thought about it, it made it number one for me, was the fact that it was one of the first smells I remember from a Walt Disney World attraction. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I could totally see that just because it's it is so distinct, and it's yeah. such a thing. You know, you're supposed to be smelling that before there was a figment skunk, before there was you know a Soren. Um, you know, there was this smell of burning Rome. 
Right. And I very much appreciate that. I mean, pirate, the musty water smell in pirates, but that's not really, that's not manufactured. That's just kind of like what you get from musty water. Right. So, yeah, 110%. I'm with you on this one. All right, so uh, that's our list, and we want to hear what you guys have to say. So we are going to turn to our Facebook discussion group, which, by the way, is facebook.com slash groups slash two men and the mouse. Uh, so if you want to join us in, we're always talking Disney on there with you guys, and it gives you guys a chance to participate in the show. So uh, we want to hear what you guys had to say. I asked you guys, hey, mousers, for tonight's show, what are your favorite Disney smells? And here is what you, the listening audience, said for our 150th episode. Katarina Dupree from the Extra Magic Hour, which I miss desperately, uh, said the Art of Animation Lobby. Zach Adams says the peach smell in the entrance of Pop Century, the orange smell in Classic Soren, the mossy, musty smell of Haunted Mansion, and finally, every second of Flight of Passage. Does Haunted Mansion have a uh, scent? I honestly, I, it does. I just couldn't really put my finger on it, and that's kind of why it wasn't hmm. on our list. Um, Mikey Weisenhunt uh, from Three Sheets of the Mouse also seconded the Flight of Passage one. Uh, Steve, um, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry, Steve, I'm going to try to pronounce your name. Steven Chinichi, I hope I got that right, said all of World Showcase during the Food and Wine Festival. Hmm. There are definite food smells mixing around with the. Yeah, uh, there have to be. Yeah. That's great. And, that, and that's a creative one. Shelly Blum Ziegler says the orange scent from the now defunct Horizons. Uh, Monica Pinto from the Mouse in Our House podcast here on the White Dragon Podcast Network says Main Street, Pirates, the Wilderness Lodge lobby. See, I'm telling you, all these lobbies have a scent. I'm sure there are more, but it's been so long we can't remember. Uh, Michael Mitlicky says Splash Mountain and the Pirates Water. Um, Jamie Dorito says that dark ride smell it's not particularly pleasant but it triggers the memories hard I think I once read that it's the type of disinfectant they use in the water bromine maybe perhaps that's also the secret to this and he posted a cologne that's actually called dark ride huh so you can smell like Pirates of the Caribbean not sure it's how I want to smell but okay Craig McFarland says Rome and Spaceship Earth Susie Scott says Cotton Candy right outside the castle at Disneyland I love it so much my nieces and nephew bought me a cotton candy machine uh, Kevin Beacom says Rome and Spaceship Earth and whatever the smell is in the final queue area of Dinosaur never noticed that hmm. Caitlin Quinn says Spaceship Earth when Rome is burning of course and the watery smell of pirates on Sp- and Splash Mountain also love the smell of chocolate and deliciousness upon first entering Ghirardelli. Even though it's not specifically a Disney smell, it was always one of my first stops on one of my first trips to Disney as a little girl. And for me, that smell represents happiness and my love of the best place on Earth. See, I told you. Okay, I'm excited to check that out. Kay Pern says popcorn. It smells better at Disney than anywhere else in the world. And I agree with her on that, And obviously because it was on our list. Annie Ransom says all of the smells from the classic Soren. Katie Nelson says the confectionery and the Polynesian lobby. Sarah Malaliu, I'm sorry, Sarah. I feel like I butcher your name every time you comment. You know, post it phonetically for me if I'm getting it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I'll make sure I remember. She says the trading post at Fort Wilderness, contemporary lobby. See, contemporary lobby. I want to know what the contemporary lobby smells like. I'm going to have to go and get your report on that. Uh, The Werther's shop in Germany, that does have a distinctive smell. Mm, nice. When you walk, uh, like when you walk, and when you walk into the, um, I, I believe the Werther's shop is where they have the caramel, the caramel popcorn, right? Yes. It smells amazing in there. It really does. I can't believe I forgot that one. Um, Rome burning at Spaceship Earth, the boardwalk at night, funnel cakes and popcorn, the yacht club lobby, 
just so many. See, the yacht club has a distinctive smell. And there's uh, some there's something to this. I want I want a comprehensive list of hotel lobby smells. Trenton Nisbet says flight of passage beach and forest smell. Bay Lake Tower Lobby, there's another resort. Uh, and the beach scene in the new Soren, which is the Fiji scene we talked about. Right, right. Noelle Harlow Legrasso, whom I adore because she was one of the first veterans in the pro wrestling business that actually was nice to me. Um, she says pirates. So, Aaron Marie says early morning air on the ferry to Magic Kingdom. Christina McSheffrey says the wet, musty smell on pirates, Rome burning, oranges in Soren, and the haunted mansion. Tim Parker says popcorn in the gingerbread house at Disneyland and Haunted Mansion Holiday. Do you remember that? Huh. No. Carrie Ann Rudolph says candy smell during the Christmas parade. Chris Probelski says the Muppets during great moments in history this past September. Piggy was ripe. I think he's joking, but. <laughs> uh, Tony Orgelfinger says the water smell in pirates, Rome burning <laughs> and poop on the safari. You know, that is definitely a sense. It does. We did not choose. It does hit you occasionally. Yeah. You know, draft gets too close and the wind blows the wrong way and you're just like, oh, that's an animal. You know, these are real animals. Yes, they are. No animatronics here. Um, Yeah. You know, Chris says the thing about Piggy, but, you know, last time I was there, all I remember was my the smell of my grapes being destroyed by our friend Cheryl. (sighs) I brought grapes and. Right. Because I like to get grapes from that like little area. And I turned to our friend Cheryl and I was just like, would you like some grapes? And she turned and knocked the grapes out of my hand by accident. And just they all tumbled to the ground. They weren't in the container? No, they were. I had the little container they come in open. Um, because I'm offering them because I'm a good friend. You're something, all right. Yep. Jackie Marie says the Polynesian lobby. Um, John Greeley says the Space Mountain bathrooms. I don't know if he's making a joke there. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. All right, so like I'm going to Chef Mickey's. Right. So when I get to the contemporary and I walk in, can I ask a cast member, like, hey, what's that smell in here? I'm sure you can. Do you think they'll know? Maybe. Like they'll be like, that's Disney spell smell eighty four or Disney Contemporary. <laughs> Quite possibly. Sunny Villa Gomez <laughs> says the restroom air freshener, especially the one leaving Splash Mountain. A lot of people with restrooms here. Uh, Al- <laughs> Alicia Lugo says the contemporary lobby. Uh, Greg Clement says hot dogs at Casey's. See, that's the ketchup smell. Okay. Brian Cooch says the be our guest scene in Mickey's Philharmonic. Yes, when they have the apple pie smell. Oh, yeah. We missed that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Though I found that they've been very, they've been far less accurate with that lately. Like I feel like I smell the apple pie before the scene where the apple pie actually happens. Yeah, hmm. I believe that could happen. Yeah, uh, Brett Medima says popcorn while walking into the Magic Kingdom and the Library of Alexandria burning. Andrea Kasanka says Beach Club lobby. See, the Beach Club has a smell. I assume they all do now. Emily McGillicuddy says the orange smell in classic Soren over California. Also, the fresh morning smell when you first walk out of your hotel heading to the bus stop. That's called the smell of humidity. (laughs) Michael Barker says uh, popcorn on Main Street goes hand in hand with the first glimpse of the castle of the trip. I love it. And it's very true. That smell does go hand in hand with the castle. Chris Dower says definitely Pirates of the Caribbean. 
Kathleen Groves says the burning of Rome on Spaceship Earth. Lindsay Ray says the Polynesian and fresh baked goods at the bakeries. Melinda Crosby says the beach club lobby is the smell that makes me feel like I'm home again. And Chris Caroline Lambeth says I'm late to the party, but I love how Haunted Mansion smells. Hmm. So there you have it. A lot of smells going on at Walt Disney World. I think you need to pay a little bit more attention in 12 days. No, yeah, I got to be honest with you. Um, I'm pretty excited because that is something I'm absolutely going to pay attention to. You're just going to be walking around going, <sighs> just like taking them all in. Everyone's going to be like, what's wrong with you? And I'm trying to take in the smell of the lobby. Sensory overload. All right. So anything else you wanted to add to uh, our list of no, smells here? No, very informative this week. All right. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you could learn something this week. Uh, I definitely did as well. So I thank you guys for uh, contributing. We always love having you guys contribute to the show 150 episodes later. And, you know, thank you to those of you that have been with us from the beginning and those of you that have been with us uh, just recently. So without any further ado, that's going to do it for Two Men in the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us for 150 episodes. Uh, we really appreciate it. We, we love our listeners. And you guys are the, the driving force that keeps this show moving forward. Uh, folks, if you want to check out Pete Mandel and his wonderful comic book store, Rogue Comics, in Cranford, New Jersey, which he's turning the lights off in right now, uh, please check him out over there at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016, or check out RogueComics.com, where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. Also, folks, if you are going... Is that a Stranger Things banner? Oh, yeah. Look at that giant... Do you see how huge that is? I love it. Oh, my gosh. This you can put your face through it. Oh, and you could be eleven. Yeah, no, totally. No, I said that. I saw that at Comic Con. Okay, we're gonna yeah. talk. We're gonna talk about that later, <laughs> uh, folks. Um, also, if you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Adventures by Disney, any Disney resort throughout the known world, please check out our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weigert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Walt Disney World or Universal Orlando vacation for you at no additional cost to you. You can always find him on Facebook as Magical Travel Dave or email uh, DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. And if you are in the Orlando area looking for the perfect crib or stroller for your little ones, please check out our good friends over at KingdomStrollers.com who will deliver a crib or stroller uh, right to your Walt Disney World Resort. And folks, for me, uh, please check out um, pre-orders for my new book, Rossinetti Rise of the Dragon Lord. The finale of the Rossinetti series went online today for just $2.99 on Kindle. So please check out my Facebook page at facebook.com slash Kevin J. Kessler author. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin J. Kessler or follow me on Instagram at White Dragon PN for more information on upcoming books and how you can get uh, the Rossinetti series. Rossinetti book one, currently 99 cents as well in the Kindle store. So, uh, folks, thank you so much for joining us again this and every week. Pete, any closing words? No, I had a great time this week. All right, please, folks, keep the magic alive every day of your lives. And we will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.